All right, guys, did y'all see that the promotional schedule for the football team got dropped this week? No. Oh, did it? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, as in what nights are what, you know, the, Ooh, the classics. What are, what are they giving away bobbleheads? That was actually the exact thing I was going to go to, Courtney. Uh, <laughs> no bobblehead nights, a huge disgrace. Also, no faith and family night, but we do have yeah, that's band, what I was day, say. band day Wait. to open the season. So band day is week zero? That Week zero. So I wonder when band camp started or is yeah, starting. Like, is the band even going to be at that game? Is this like a power move by, <laughs> by Dr. Wood to make the band show up for this game? That's that's my best guess. And really, that's not even my biggest problem with the promotional schedule. It's that the 1973 national title team recognition is September 9th against Northwestern State. We won the 1973 national title over Western Kentucky, who we play later in the year, also at home. Oh, Why aren't wow. we recognizing that team at wow. the game against the opponent they beat in the final? Because we probably won't beat them this year. That or because it's a Thursday. That, yeah, but still, that too. I'm probably, upset about this. Probably that it's a Thursday because they want the team to show up and get recognized at halftime. But like, yeah, that would be a good time to do it. The Tuesday game, right? We yes. do. Can't it's wait. It's Greek night. Well, I don't care about that. Ooh, but are I, they going to have euros? Greek night and mental health awareness night yeah. on the same night. Well, Interesting. I was just going to say, if Tuesday night game is going to be great because uh, I can listen to uh, the the Drake's on uh, Tuesday. Of going up on a Tuesday. <laughs> going up on a Tuesday. Okay, cool. I didn't know that was Drake. Is that Drake? He's featured on it. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, so no. It's a Drake song. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I, I like his contributions more than the random McFinger bang who... Song it actually is. Oh it's a God. song by I Love Mackinnon. Mackinnon. Yeah, Mackinnon. Okay, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a Drake song. I'm, I'm back with Matt now. Yeah. This is a Drake song. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Courtney. And welcome to season five. Of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. Five seasons too many. I can't believe that this has been a thing since 2019. Continue to inflict uh, it onto the world. Man. Soon, next year we'll have the 10th anniversary of that original chat being created. What? It's been 10 wow. years? Uh, 2014, the game against Oklahoma that spawned Yep. This. Oh my god, it'll be 10 years since I started yeah. college. And 10 years since I fucking graduated college. Oh, you're the youngest one on this call. What? I know, I know, I it's know. It's already been 10 years since I graduated college, so I don't want to fucking hear it. You have a life alert? Yeah. <laughs> Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. It's really not funny. The seniors are suffering. It's okay. I'll make sure I'll make sure I bring uh some canes or something for you guys. Not not the chicken fingers, like walkers to the uh, Nebraska game for say, you yeah, old I'll guys. I'll take a box yeah, combo. I'll take some canes, yeah. <laughs> I'll take a box combo, no slaw extra toast if you're if you're buying. I mean, come on. Is there a canes in Nebraska? There's one in Omaha. There's one in Lincoln. The canes in Lincoln. Hey. Per game at Canes. I'm gonna dress up as Abraham Lincoln for that game. Watch. <laughs> Because it's in Lincoln, Nebraska? No, Nathan. Because I have a sexual proclivity for dressing up like former presidents. Well, that's what I thought, but I figured I'd give you an out in case you needed it. I just wanted to say it out loud so I could normalize it when I formally announce it later in life. (laughs) All right, yeah, we're here to preview... The football season, we're talking about going to the Nebraska game, this whole group, so that's why we kind of jumped to it. But before we even get to any of the football games, 
something that we didn't quite have time to talk about last week that I I want to address before we get going here. And that's the fact that the Louisiana Tech Athletic Department announced that the women's sports teams outside of women's basketball will no longer be called Texters or Lady Texters. Also, women's sports, except for basketball, will now be the Bulldogs. Um, I, we've had some time to, I guess, think about how we feel about that kind of stuff, but um, I know, Evan, originally you weren't exactly thrilled with the idea. Yeah, I mean, I've always kind of liked that we had a unique name for all of the women's sports um, at Tech, and obviously the the Lady Texters basketball team having the rich history with that name is like, I've just always kind of attached that to the whole women's sports program, but I guess that's not really what uh, both former and current student athletes um, wanted. So I have a little bit more insight into that that I'll share in a minute. But um, what did you guys think? I mean, I've, I've since come to terms with it. I'm totally on board now. But like, you know, my initial reaction was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I think it's fine. I yeah, I mean, I think if it was something that was being pushed for, like, I see the historic behind the name Lady Texters, especially because it seems like the women's teams did dominate um, for a good portion of history. But, like, if that's what the teams want and if, you know, we're moving away, like, the Lady Texters are the ones that are iconic. If we're moving away from gendered pronouns and, like, sports teams' names, then, like, Texters doesn't really hold as much. And I don't know. It, it, as long as the teams are happy, I think that's all that really matters. Yeah, bingo. That's same here. Although I... yeah. Glad the women's team, women's basketball is keeping textures. It's just so that name is synonymous with them. Now, the, I, with the women's I will team. riot if they try to get rid of the Columbia Blue. That's uh, where I draw the line. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I, I really think that they should have just done a, a straight up switch them up and had all the men's teams play as the texters and the women's teams <laughs> play as the Bulldogs. Some, somebody did actually say that they would rather us be the texters overall than be than be the bulldogs um because bulldogs are generic there's a lot of different schools with that i kind of checked online there were uh i think the facebook post was where i saw the most angry i didn't go to the bbb because Mm, no i I can't handle that right now in my life but um but the facebook post had the angriest people but it also had former student athlete um you know former lady texters who were who were celebrating um the move and said had pretty much unanimously positive things to say um, you know, some were talking about how they were pushing for that back when they were um, on campus in the 2000s. Um, but I did talk to a former student athlete who basically said, like, you know, coming from out of state, which is where this student athlete was from, no one could explain to her what a texter is besides a female student athlete at Tech. So, like, that's not really a great mascot to them. So they want but they view the Bulldog, you know, they see Tech 20 to around campus right they they see like champ shows up to all their games whether or not it's a texter's game right so yeah the legend of the bulldog like the whole campus is we're referred to as bulldogs if we're students at tech right so she said a bulldog is a physical mascot and it's more it's more intimidating than whatever a texter is and it wasn't just any single team or any single player um, but they did have to go through the student I don't know exactly what it's called student athlete advisory council, I think, and write a proposal. And like, you know, the decision was taken seriously with donors in the community, like uh, perspectives taken into account, but you know, ultimately that's how it got changed that there was a formal process and there was a review. So like if anybody out there is kind of saying this was like done at the drop of a hat, like it, it hasn't been, there were a lot of comments 
on the Facebook posts that we're talking about, you know, there's been a long history to this. So it wasn't just like an overnight decision. One guy said that Eric Wood was the the worst hire we've ever had, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, Cause we literally hired a guy who impregnated one of his players like five years ago, seven years ago, something like that. So like short memory on that one, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Dr. Wood, you know, actually listens to students. He listens to fans. Um, and this was a change that the student athletes wanted to make. So he made it. That's why he's the worst. It's because he listens to everybody rather than just rolling <laughs> with he? an iron fist and, and doing my suggestion of changing the men's teams to texters and the women's teams to Bulldogs. But yeah, I'd, I I think this is probably the right call in the long run, especially if it's what so many both former and current student athletes want to have their team known as. And I think that's what's really important is what do they want? They want the change. Then let's do the change. Yeah. Yeah. So like once, once I got that perspective, I was totally on board and you know, I, I just wasn't sure how I felt about it, but I think if the Texter's basketball team was being changed, I, I would have a bigger problem with it because I don't want to go down this road right now, but the lady Texter's basketball team is historically the best program we have on campus so like to change the name of that and sort of lose all that history i think would be would be bad so glad they didn't change agreed yeah, but one team that's hoping to make a change this year is the football <laughs> team after finishing three and nine a year ago hopefully they'll do better this year right guys no yeah hopefully they'll do better than that transition um <laughs> it was something it was something um i mean to be fair there there is room to go downward i mean we could go 0 and 12 uh, yeah i didn't say it couldn't be worse but uh i think we're all expecting except maybe matt things to be slightly better if not quite a bit better in the second year of the sunny Cumbie campaign yeah i think so i mean the offense hopefully will will come together a little bit more we've got a better quarterback at least at the you know first string position in hank bachmeyer than we did uh last year at least starting the season when it was like Last year was you when know, we, yeah. Who is the, the starter? Up. We we don't know. So, you know, I think there's a lot of pieces that need to come together. We kind of talked about that a couple weeks ago. But, you know, just in general, I think head football coaches at the college level do a lot better in their second years than they do in their first year. So that we have that to look forward anyway. That and, and quarterback Hank Bachmeyer. I think that's the biggest thing here is that knowing who the quarterback is going to be makes a huge difference. Yep, good old Orville Bachenmeyer. <laughs> <laughs> Hank Bachenheimer, right? He'll be throwing bombs out there. I mean, it's definitely Bachmeyer-Turner overdrive, though, right, Matt? Yeah, let's see if the the defense can take care of some business. I hate you so much. Uh, Scott Power. <laughs> Bring up that son of a <laughs> dumb That's the worst way to start this. Matt, Matt. Oh, man, fuck that guy. F*** his <laughs> anything to do with him. And anybody who looks like him. Um, I'm going to need I'm gonna need Matt Gallion to attend the show now instead of Matt Gallion, please. And if I could do a whole podcast as Matt Gallion, air quotes, oh, God, ratings would soar. <laughs> All right, yeah, so we, we know that how Matt feels, or Matt feels, but the rest of us. How excited are we to hopefully see an improved defense? baby, come here. Well, Leah is not expecting much improvement, sounds like, uh, from the defense. Saw Scott Powers' resume. It's okay, sweet girl. <laughs> His resume's not bad, though. 
So last year, Tech ranked 125th overall in total defense, allowed uh, 469 yards per game, which is not great. The only team worse than us in Conference USA was Charlotte. Oh, I forgot Charlotte existed. It beat Charlotte. And yeah, so I mean, there's really not much place to go but up. So uh, Well, you say that. This is not a dog on Scott Power, Alan Matt Galleon, but uh, looking at SP Plus rankings right now. So okay. they do things like they counter last year's stats and things like that, returning production, recent recruiting, stuff like that. And they have both overall and offensive and defensive rankings in terms of how they expect the teams to go. There are 133 teams in FBS football this year. What do we think tech defense is ranked preseason by SP plus? 129. Lower. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a surprise, people. <laughs> 133rd out of no. 133. No. False. No. That, that no ain't way. happening. We're not that well, bad. The offense is ranked 58th, by the way. The famous lyrics of Scott Stapp of Creed. Can you take me higher? <laughs> 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 I mean, dead last. And we, this is with schools wow. moving from FCS up. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is, this is with <laughs> the new edition. Oh, They're also on this list and ranked yeah. higher. Edition is an R&B group from the 80s, but uh, Lord, man, dead last. I mean, it's got power, but to be fair, we can only go up from there. Or you could just stay in the same place. But we can't get any worse. That's true. We can't not get worse. There we go. We found the silver lining. That about wraps (laughs) it up for this episode. Literally, literally anything we do, like if we're not dead last, it, yeah, it's, pretty much. It's a win. Expectations, yeah. Lord, dead last. I, I'm having a hard time believing that. I thought that they would be pretty badly ranked, but I didn't expect dead last. Yeah, and this is without any games played. Like these are preseason predictions that, even if Tech has a horrible defense, they they tend to be somewhat incorrect because you never know until all the pieces are put together, especially in this era of the transfer portal. But yeah, dead last in defense and actually pretty good in offense, 58th ranking. Um, overall, that puts Tech at 108th in SP Plus this year, God. which is not great. Yeah, but fortunately, as we jump into the schedule, Tech opens up the season against a team ranked even worse at home, too. Week zero, Saturday, August 26th at 8 p.m. Central, Tech will take on the FIU Panthers. The Panthers have an SB Plus ranking right now of 127 out of 133. Yeah, I mean, that's got that's got to be a win. At home, playing FIU to open the season, you can't really ask for a better way to start your season. I mean, maybe an FCS opponent, but it's FIU. So, like, I don't know. Depends on the FCS opponent, I guess, if it would be better or worse to play them. I think we're going to have a slow start. I think that we'll beat FIU ultimately, but I think that because we have so many new components on this team, I mean, over half of this team is new, right? I think even with like, you know, the camps and all that, I think that they're still going to be struggling to find their identity at the beginning of the season. But I think that that's going to improve and that they're ultimately going to beat FIU. But I think that they're going to have us kind of like a little uh, apprehensive at the beginning. Here's the thing. Yes, we were replacing a lot of our team, but FIU is as well. Last year, they gave up 452 yards per game and also lost their leading tackler and most of their secondary to the transfer portal. They were bad and seemed to only be getting worse in terms of people in, people out on the defensive side of the ball. We have a new quarterback. We have not a new offense, but, you know, 
you, you tailor your offense to the quarterback. And this is a good tune-up game going into the rest of the year for Hank Bachmeyer and company because FIU is a FBS team, but only by any sort of technical definition. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a win. It's band day. Come on. Oh, yeah. And military <laughs> day. Hell yeah. We'll have guns when we won't have guns. Uh, my lawyer ran in here very quickly, like in a, in a hurry. Just I've never seen him look so nervous yeah, before. Yeah, the cat he told me just like freaked have out. The cat's the lawyer. Yeah, the cat is my lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, Tech will open up SMU season on the road in Dallas on, in a week one matchup set Saturday, September second at eleven a.m. The Mustangs currently are ranked eighty fourth in SP plus which is actually lower than I would have thought. I think that Massey ratings only gives us like a 17% chance to win that game, 14%. And yet they're only ranked 84th in SP+. Yeah, I don't think we win this game. It's an early game. It's out on the road. Uh, SMU has more talent than us. We're not, we're, we're going to lose this game. Yeah, it's going to be a smoke fest. A smoke Harris fest? Oh, uh, I hope. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I, no, uh, Tech's not going to beat SMU. I think we've got a chance. I mean, they're also entering year two under a a new coach. They're replacing their quarterback. And right now, they're not sure who their starter is, at least going into fall camp. So um, they've lost a lot of production to their their quarterback from last year, transferred out to Wisconsin. Their best uh, receiver from last year is now with Kansas City in the NFL. So I don't know. Like They've got some things to put together, and it's week one for them. And they play Oklahoma the following week, so you know maybe they'll overlook us, even though it's their first game. So I think we'll we'll be leading at halftime, but ultimately we'll not be able to get the job done. That sounds about right. With your boy in attendance, ten miles from his house. Is Catherine going? Mm-hmm. Okay, then we're losing for sure. <laughs> She's also coming to Nebraska. Well, I mean, we knew we were losing that. She won't be going to the FIU game with me though, so there's <laughs> that. We can win that one. But will she be going to the Northwestern State game the next week? I don't the know SES yet. Game. I don't know yet. Maybe. Saturday, September 9th at 6 p.m. Central, Tech will face the demons of Northwestern State, who do not have an SP Plus ranking because they are not an FBS team yet until Conference USA, you know, invites them in 10 years or whatever. I'm still traumatized by the first Tech game I saw in person, and I want to say this is going to be an easy win, but I've seen this one before. Yeah, I don't think Northwestern State was a very good FCS team last year. They weren't. Up. They were in the bottom third of the SES rankings by the end of the year. We beat our FCS opponent uh, pretty convincingly last year, if I'm not mistaken. So that gives me hope in thinking that we'll still beat we'll beat them convincingly unless something goes horridly wrong. Yeah, Northwestern State is predicted to finish fifth in the eight team um, Southland Conference this year. So not not the worst, but you know, not a great um, game to probably lose. The yeah. year that. Tech lost to Northwestern nine years ago. Anyone want to take a wild guess what NSU's final record on the season was? Wasn't it like seven and five or something six like that? Six and six. Yeah. Yikes. I, I think we all think that this is a win, but, you know, we're still scarred by... Yeah. PTSD. No, nah, it, it's a win. Count it. It's a win. Yeah. And then Tech stays at home the following week to face the mean green of North Texas. A 6 p.m. matchup on Saturday, September 16th. North Texas is only two slots lower than SMU right now in the SP Plus rankings. They're ranked 86th. Yeah, as much as I'd love to predict this one as a win, uh, I think there are three or four running backs who are still running from last year um, that Tech could not tackle. So I, I, you know, obviously I haven't seen our run defense this year, but I can't 
pick us to win when they ran for what like 450 yards against us set a school record they have a new coach they have a whole new quarterback everything like that but like the running backs have stayed pretty much the same from what I understand. So Yeah, and with our 133-ranked defense, I'm sure we can take them better <laughs> this year. Hey, one of our players said we were going to have a top 25 defense this year, though. So answer that, nerds. Watch yeah, the game. He's, th- he's there. Yeah, he would know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just read about it. Yeah, what do you guys think, though? Is that a, is that a win or a loss? I don't know. For some reason, it's, it's giving me winning energy, even though there's no reason it should be. Like, I... I can't tell you why they're going to win, but I think they're going to win. I, I think the reason why I think that Tech will win this is because of that new quarterback, new coach uh, thing. That This is a home game, and that matters a lot. One of the few Saturday games, so I actually kind of expect attendance to be a little bit higher on the few Saturday games that we see in general, especially early in the year. We'll see how homecoming is. But uh, I, I think that Tech having an extra game at the beginning of the season with a Week 0 matchup against FIU is very important to some of these early games and that they find a way to get it done at home against the mean green. No, uh, no, the whole coaching staff is in its first year. Um, so I guess there's potential there because there's always growing pains, but I don't know guys. I just, all they have to do is watch the film. They have four, they ran, they ran 47 times for 475 yards. You guys, we, yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. We have to do better than that. 10.1 yards per carry. <laughs> on 47 carries. What's bizarre yeah. here is that crazy. North Texas opens their season at home against Cal. Yeah, at whatever their stadium's called now. They changed the name of it. Datku instead of Datkusa. It's the TCU Stadium. It's the TCU Stadium. No one's going to call it that. Everyone's going to call it Apogee forever. But anyway, yeah, I I don't know. I'm 50-50 on this one. Yeah, I'm also leaning 50-50, but I think it goes the other way and Tech pulls away with a victory. Up next, a game I'm sure we will all pick Tech to win. Traveling to Nebraska on Saturday, September 23rd at a time yet to be announced, which is really, you know, aggravating us in our travel plans. Tech will face the number 49th in SP Plus ranked Nebraska. Taking everything else out of the equation, they're going to lose solely because we're all going to be there. Oh, yeah. I think Arkansas flashback. Catherine will be there. Well, yeah. yeah, it's a loss for sure. But she she hasn't seen a Tech victory. Last yet, year, so. Nebraska went four and eight. Fired Scott Frost. I didn't Matt Roll, who blows assholes for quarters as a head coach, and <laughs> he gets paid uh, well to do it. He, he does in his first year anyway. If you think a quarter wage is good, then ugh. so uh, anyway, I don't. Nebraska sucks. They've sucked for a long time, and. I'm still not picking Tech to win. It might be a little bit more competitive than most games against P5 programs. This is would be a winnable game if Tech was a good team, I think. Like there are years where we played Clemson last year, for example, that like even a 2012 team would struggle against, probably not beat, but yeah, that team could not demolish Nebraska, but it would be like the other P5 wins we had in 2012. Sure. And this team has some time to prove that they are that sort of team before they face off against the Cornhuskers. But that's a lot of ground to make up uh, five games into the year. If you want to try to look that competitive, I just don't see it happening. All right. So we're going to beat Nebraska and I'll tell you why. Okay. Matt rule sucks in his first year coaching in college football. He's, this is his third stop. This will be his third time as a first year head coach. Previous two times were at temple in 2013 where he went to and 10 
And then it Baylor in 2017, he went one and 11. Okay. Nebraska is not in a better position than Temple or Baylor were in his first year there. And to, to drive things further, you may be thinking, oh, but they won three games in those two seasons. So three and 21 is his record <laughs> as a first year head coach in college football. But in games against teams at a, you know, quote unquote, lower level than his team was at. So Temple in 2013, September 14th, they played Fordham, which is an FCS school in Pennsylvania or New York, I believe, in New York City, lost 30 to 29 in front of 20,000 screaming Owls fans, I'm sure. Um, Also played Idaho at the Kibbe Dome, lost 26 to 24. Uh, Wait. (laughs) Hold up. Yeah, Idaho beat them. Idaho beat him at the Kibbe Dome, man. Uh, All right. It's just going to make it a lot worse when Tech inevitably. Yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. So, so let's, jump to, let's jump to Baylor here, okay? First game at Baylor is against Liberty at home. They lose 40, 48 to 45. So wait, they lost by one well, lost by one point to Fordham, two points to yeah. someone else, and three points to that man. Yep. And then uh, game two at home against UTSA, our former Conference USA rival. Uh, lost 17 to 10. So Matt Rule can't get it done in the in the year one, man. So this is week four. Uh, so he has a little bit more time. But the Fordham game, I believe, was week three. So there's no excuse to lose to Fordham if you're Temple. The, on top of that, Nebraska is playing Michigan at home the following week. I think I think the recipe is there. We just got to take advantage of it. And I think we will. We lose to North Texas. We lose to SMU, but we beat Nebraska on the road. We finally get our victory while we're in an away stadium. I'm Damn. with you. I think that Nebraska gets upset this year by an inferior opponent. I think it's a week three matchup, though, against Northern Illinois. Mm. And then that uh, feeds into them playing no nonsense against Louisiana Tech the next week. Well, if Tech really does beat Nebraska... Uh, it'll be hard to storm the field considering. Oh, man. oh no, but we got to do it though, right? We <laughs> yeah, got to gotta I mean, storm the field. Matt's got to provide for his daughter, man. He doesn't need to be getting arrested in, <laughs> in Lincoln. Yeah, but if I storm the field by myself, it's not storming you the field. You have to remember, I'm going to be dressed as Abraham Lincoln. So, so that's Abraham true. Lincoln will get arrested, not Matt. I'm going to get John Wilkes boothed. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. Don't worry, Military Night's the first thing. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you're that inferring that the military murdered Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> yes. The wrong assassination, friend. So after Tech travels to Lincoln, Nebraska, they'll travel the following week on a Friday night to El Paso to face the UTEP Miners. 8 p.m. on that Friday night, 117th ranking in SP+. So God. for the first time since the opener against FIU, Tech will play against a team with a lower ranking. Nebraska to UTEP. That's a that's a, that's a climate difference. That's a trip. Yep. yep. That's yeah. Uh, I think I think we got this one too. Yeah. Um, I think I've made a bigger deal out of struggling in El Paso than we actually have struggled in El Paso. But you know, UTEP still trying to put things together under Dana Dimmel, and I I just think that our offense will be good enough to um, to overpower them. Yeah, the UTEP game last year was absolutely crazy, and it gave me uh, hope for the rest of the season that was quickly lost. But I agree with Evan. I think that we win this one. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be any question. Yeah, Evan, you mentioned the offense. It's the Tech defense where I'm where I have the biggest question mark in this game, just because last year when they failed to complete sixty two percent of their passes, they were one in seven. This is make or break for Tech's 
transfer heavy, although several of them have been in the program now for a couple of years, that transfer heavy secondary to really go to work against Gavin Hardison, the UTEP quarterback that feels like he's been there forever. Some somehow still there. Yeah. I, wow. I, it's like Frank Harris at UTSA. Like, how are you still in college? Yeah. 26 years senior. <laughs> yeah. One thing also that I wanted to mention is that Hank Bachmeyer's last game as a Boise state Bronco was against UTEP and they lost. <laughs> so back with vengeance. Um, it was after that game that they fired their offensive coordinator and, and old Hank decided to hang it up for the rest of the season so he could transfer out. <laughs> so maybe a little bit of a revenge spot for him. Plus it's a beautiful stadium. That doesn't really factor yeah. in anything, but it's a beautiful stadium. If this was a Saturday game, I might try to go. And also if I wasn't planning to go to the first five games also, of the season. Also Texas weren't so goddamn big. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I do want to go to a game there though. And like with, all this realignment crap, it feels like I need to do it whenever I have the chance. I'm, I'm sad that I've been to a sporting event in El Paso, and it was a basketball game that was indoors. Mm. And everybody got sick on the way back. Yeah, the end. well, yeah, bus rides to El Paso from Rustin. Never again. Hopefully Tech won't be taking a bus for a Thursday night matchup because it's a home game. This transition makes no sense. <laughs> Following that UTEP game, Tech will... Face Western Kentucky at home Thursday night. That's right. It's October now. We're in the middle of the midweek games at 7 p.m. at the Joe. Western Kentucky is one of the two teams picked at the top of the conference, the hilltop of the conference. They're picked 97th in SP Plus right now. Mm -mm. Uh, Get out. 97th feels low for them, honestly. I think this is a loss. I think this is a loss. Yeah. Western Kentucky returns their quarterback and their top receiver from last year. Um, What is that quarterback's name? He's really good. Yeah, Austin Reed. He was, I think, tops in the conference in passing last year, probably. If not, if not, uh, one of the <laughs> hilltop best. I can't. I can't no. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't. I don't think we'll win this game. Thankfully, it's not the red out. You know, could have been the red out, and we'd still lose. This is where things start getting a little funky, in my opinion. So. We have a Friday night game, then a Thursday night, then a Tuesday night. And I think the inconsistency alone in the scheduling is going to make these three games just kind of muddled. So, um, yeah, I don't think that we win against Western Kentucky. And I don't think that this October scheduling is doing anything good for our team. But at least we have a bye week in the middle of all the craziness. Yeah, Matt, any thoughts? Uh, Yeah, probably going to lose. WKU's got a pretty good squad. It is education night for tech. So. Stupid promo. Oh, shit, you didn't tell me that. Maybe we'll learn who the real best quarterback in Conference USA is this year. Wow. I just want to say ESPN's FPI right now has it as a 50-50 shot. Western Kentucky has 50.7% chance to win. Tech has a 49.3% chance See, to win. See, I find it very interesting that there's that big of a difference between our win, like our odds against WKU versus SMU, even though like they're, I mean, SMU's 84, but like still, that's not like too much higher. I think the difference of it being a home game matters a lot there too. That makes the Western sense. Yeah, and the fact being. that those things refine over time, right? So... I mean, I think that I think that game will be more of a shootout a la like the 2015-2016 matchups between those two teams. Uh, but I think I think Western Kentucky comes out on top. Hilltop. Anyway, didn't we try to oh, fucking why do I keep doing this? <laughs> didn't we try to start a rivalry? Or was it like a Twitter account started by someone? There was. I forget what they called it. It was like battle for the. Something, I, anyway, you've been thinking um, about that longer than Tech has to rest between these two games because <laughs> next Tech plays at Middle Tennessee on Tuesday, October 10th. 
You know, Thursday to Tuesday turnaround. Our Brutal. our podcasting schedule is also not great either, but I feel worse for the football team. I don't know. This takes a lot out of me. I'm just <laughs> physically exhausted every time I talk into a microphone for an hour. <laughs> yeah, having to having to listen to you guys talk is really yeah. uh, really trying me here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, what I don't understand is like the way the scheduling worked out. Okay, fine. We play Friday to Thursday to tuesday not that's not fine first of all but but like if you look at western kentucky though they play thursday to thursday so that the thursday game against us they've got a full week yeah then they have a bye week then they play on a tuesday yeah that makes sense so like they could have they could have scheduled this to make more sense to where it was safer for well, the if players you look at, if you look at middle tennessee they're playing wednesday to tuesday when they come to when we go there to play them they will be on an extra day of rest and at home So, like, that's what I don't get is, like, we're disadvantaged by one day against both of those opponents. And you might say, like, that's not that big a deal, but we also have to travel to Murfreesboro. So that takes an entire day of preparation. back from El Paso the week before the Western Kentucky game. This is going to be a tired team. Like, I don't think there's any way we beat Middle Tennessee. Even if we're a better team, we're just not going to win that game. Like, if you think about it, we play Thursday night, so Friday should be a rest day, but we're not going to rest. We're going to have to do game install. Saturday will be full practice. Sunday will be full practice. Monday will be um, travel day. Yeah. And then Tuesday, you're playing the fucking game. So you have two days to practice. Yeah, so rolling into the bye <laughs> week, I expect these guys to just like be half dead because, I mean, it's going to be rough. And then on top of like the whole trek from UTEP, they're going to Nebraska the week before that. So it's going to be heavy, heavy, yeah. heavy travel. And then a very good WKU team that that's going to be good because they have been previously. And then, yeah, Middle Tennessee, who we're about the same level, but like we're going to be on our last leg at that point. Yeah. Like I said, even if we're a better team, that those circumstances basically guarantee a loss for me. And I hope that obviously the team's not going to take it that way. And the coaches will say there's no excuses, blah, blah, blah. But like, there's a pretty good excuse here. What are you supposed to do with that? There's there's three days between game. Like this is the one excusable like, loss in my opinion on the schedule. It's a game on a f- on the fifth. Then you have the sixth, seventh, and eighth to practice slash rest and recover. And then the ninth, you got to travel to Murfreesboro. Unless they're going to travel on the tenth, but then you're like tired from traveling for the game. I, I, I don't think know, it's more man. likely you travel on the fifth or something and, and do some sort of weird practice thing in Tennessee. But st- like regardless. This is Honestly, dumb. Honestly, if they I were hate playing it. at Western Kentucky, I would be like, yeah, just fucking stay stay in Nashville and practice with Vanderbilt or something for the week. Yeah. I don't know. Or the Titans. Get- <laughs> yeah, shit. Might be, the, might be the only game the Titans win all year, but... Uh, <laughs> so... Well, they open up against the uh, Saints, so I sure hope so. The Titans <laughs> suck, but given the scheduling circumstances, everything Evan just said, no way Tech wins. And... It's not solely because of the horrible circumstances surrounding the schedule. MTSU is just a better team, but the way the scheduling works is really, really crap. And it's part of this movement to where you've got football seven days a week, high school Friday, college Saturday, pros on Sunday and Monday, Tuesday's college, Wednesday's college, Thursday's got NFL and college, and then the cycle repeats itself. So stupid. Yeah, but at least we get a... 14 days of bye week or weeks. I don't know. We get 14 days between games. We got 14 days off. Yeah. I, I personally don't even mind the midweek games, especially because I'm not within drivable distance of Rustin. And now I get Saturdays to watch other games as well as watching all the tech games. 
But that doesn't excuse the quick turnaround here, but it also doesn't quite excuse this 14-day break here. It's nice that they gave us a bye week before a Tuesday game, which I'm maybe that's what we wrote down as our like scheduling request. We said before any Tuesday game, give us a bye week. <laughs> so they gave us a bye week before the second Tuesday game, where on October 24th <laughs> at 6 p.m. Central Time, we'll face New Mexico State at home. The Aggies are picked right now by SP Plus to be ranked 122nd. Yeah, I think we win this game. I think us coming off of that two-week bye after a rough loss to Middle Tennessee and either a barely win or a, a barely loss against Western Kentucky, again, we have been going. They're going to be ready to ignite some flames and beat New Mexico State. Yeah, I think Tech's uh, got this one in the bag for sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing that scares me is that they've got um, Jerry Kill as their head coach. He was at, I think, minnesota yeah he's been around before he's he's like a you know like an old school guy um very good coach so they could turn it around faster than people think uh, which scares me a little bit well you say turn it around um, they made a bowl game last year they won a bowl game last year oh shit i didn't even they know they won that. the quick lane goal damn I, that's that's what's confused me is that yes they lost a lot to the portal so has every team but they were a surprisingly decent program last year and yeah, they're still, everyone has them picked to finish so low. I think they may surprise some people. I still think Tech wins this game, but I don't think it's yeah, much as, as much of a automatic win as not just not saying that we're all thinking that, but a lot of polls seem to think that it's pretty close to that. Yeah, I agree. If it were out in Las Cruces, I might think about it a little more and, and say there's a chance we drop it. But I think given these circumstances, yeah, we're going to we're going to win. Let's see. So ours is a Tuesday so they're playing the previous Wednesday at UTEP, which will be a big rivalry for them. Um, and then traveling to Ruston, you know, on a on a shorter rest because we're on our bye week, too. So, yeah, I think I think the stars align for this one. Let's see if the stars align in Lynchburg, Virginia, as the next week Tech will travel to Liberty to face the Flames. Saturday, wow. November 4th, 5 p.m. Central, 102 in SB Plus right now are the Flames. We're not losing the Liberty. You're that confident, Courtney. I know we're planning on going to that game. We're not losing. Like, I again, another one where I'm like, I can't tell you why I think this. We're not losing. I wish I had that confidence. Oh, man. The last time I went and saw a slightly darker blue and red team who's Baptist affiliated play <laughs> tech, uh, we got decimated. Um, and I'm talking about baseball here. But yeah, nah, we're, we're not. Sorry. <laughs> we're not winning this game. Um, They'll sweep us in a one of one. Yep. <laughs> Those uh, those <laughs> those Baptists, red and blue Baptists, man, they they got us. I don't see Tech winning this game. It's uh, it's kind of been meat riding. Liberty being this perennial incredible G five school, and even though the evidence can't totally support that, but better than Tech. Yeah, they're they're pretty much also coming off of that sort of pseudo bye week where we shift back to Saturdays, so. It's like a 10-day break between games. Um, actually, they might have a full. It's October 24th to November 4th between. That's what we have as well. Yeah. So it's a, tu- yeah, it's a Tuesday to, to the following Saturday. So, I mean, that's rough. I could see Liberty at this point in the season falling apart or something. But I, I, I really think it's going to be a either Western Kentucky or Liberty running the conference this year. And those two games are the ones that scare me the most. I kind of wish that we played Liberty at home and played at Western Kentucky, but either way, I I hope we see a win. But I've traveled to so many Tech Road losses that I'm just already kind of penciling that one in <laughs> as an L. 
Uh, the following week, though, is Homecoming. Saturday, November 11th at 2 p.m., Tech will welcome Sam Houston, not the guy, but the Bearcats, to the Joe. 121 <laughs> in SP+. I just noticed this is the only home game that's going to be a daytime game. Thanks, Homecoming. Huh. Yeah. That's nice. That is nice, because as people who have been in the band, we know how uh, awful the home day games are in August and September. Um, anyway, I think that we beat Sam Houston. I think we have a better team than them. I think we're going to outplay them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, talking to um, Ben last week about Sam Houston's team, I mean, I think they're going to be better than maybe I expected before talking to him. But, you know, even he was like, eh, I don't think we're going to beat Tech this year. So, um I'll just agree with him and say we won. I'm kind of looking forward to hopefully a rivalry coming out of this, though. Like a fun rivalry, <laughs> not a it's the kind we had one. with UTSA between like 2013 and 2020, I guess. 2021, maybe. Where we just beat the yeah. shit out of them every year and they were real big mad about it. <laughs> that would be fun for me. Yeah, I don't want another UAB rivalry. Yeah. I think this is the game where uh, this is going to be a whole lot of awful... <laughs> I got Tech not winning this game. I think this is the moment, not only where they lose this game, but this takes away bowl eligibility. Oh. Uh, this loss. Mm. And then we all no clip into the back rooms and die. Damn. At home for homecoming. So you're saying Sam Houston gives us old Sparky? <laughs> Lesson to last episode if you don't get that reference. Yeah. We talked last week about how Sam Houston has a bunch of players coming back that didn't play last year. They redshirted, but were coming off of that fantastic year the year before. And so they may be a little bit underrated when it comes to some of these polls and things like that and, and watch lists and, and, you know, just everything that goes into the preseason game. But we kind of had thought that maybe by this point in the year, their depth will have caught up with them and they may not be able to handle the extra roster spots that tech has had for longer, but I can also see if they're able to stay healthy all year, they could be a really good team come November 11th. And absolutely, it could not even be an upset. It may just be they're ranked higher than us and come into town and just beat the pants off of us like they may be expected to do. But I don't quite see that happening. I think that Sam Houston falls apart down the stretch and the Bulldogs are able to get there. I think I'm up to six wins now. So I think they get bowl eligibility against Sam Houston. Yeah, I think so too. Next up. Let's get Finally. To, yeah, let's get to the last game because I gotta my child needs to go to sleep. <laughs> Tech will hopefully put to sleep Jacksonville State at the Gamecocks. I don't know. I'm really trying this episode. I'm not really quite sure why. Saturday, November 18th at 1 p.m., Tech will close their regular season against the number 123rd ranked team, according to SP Plus, Jacksonville State in Alabama. Come on, dogs. Beat those cocks. Absolutely. Absolutely beat those cocks. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> that's that's what the band will chant. Do are you really just throwing up the uh, the bulldog uh, gesture with Hell the yeah. fist? Sign of the dog. Yeah. Yeah, we're 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 gonna finish off the season with a win. I I sure hope so. Yeah, I, Jacksonville State seems like they suck. Yeah, I mean the only thing is that they've got Rich Rodriguez as their coach. He's a pretty good offensive mind heading into year two. But yeah, I think we got this one. I have us winning on the road. You know, maybe take out some of those latent um, Central Alabama aggressions that we haven't been able to take out against UAB lately. 
That would I be also nice. have us winning. I think this is a t- game that Tech wins, and uh, they may be good. Again, this is another FCS to FBS program that has had recent success, but I don't think that will fully carry over. And in the final week of the season, I think in another situation, a la Sam Houston, depth catches up with them. And if for only that reason, Tech wins their final game of the year. Um, so we've kind of gone through the schedule a little bit, um, kind of predicting wins and losses to give some other predictions before we give our total season long prediction. ESPN FPI, uh, I ran the numbers. I have a bot that does this for me, looking at the FPI predictions from each game and kind of combining all of them. Uh, that poll thinks that Tech will most likely finish seven and five or six and six. Uh, there is a 77% chance that Tech goes bowling by the FPI rankings. Um, College Football News, another blog that does season previews for every team, which makes it a great resource for people like us, give Tech a 6-6 six and six record projected on the year. But what do we think? Matt, I know I, I think you picked a few more losses than the rest of us did. Do you have Tech as a bowl team this year? No. Uh, they're going to lose bowl eligibility against him. Houston, Jacksonville State fall fall to improve five and seven on the year which hey it's better than three and nine it is an upward swing oh my worst case is probably that five and seven outcome there's been a lot of improvement on the defensive side well i guess we don't know that for sure there's been a lot of changes to the defensive side which is a good thing considering how bad it was even though we're ranked dead last right now so I'd say five and seven is the worst it could get. So the margins are there for Tech to be a little bit better than I perceive, and they do go bowling. Going bowling would be a massive improvement. I think we can all agree on that. But man, I'd really, I'd really like to go seven and five and eight and four. And I, th- I think best case that Tech's got a good shot of finishing the year seven and five, eight and four if they're better than advertised. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think seven and five is what I've laid out here in you know, sort of the game by game predictions. Obviously I picked us to beat Nebraska on the road. So six and six is maybe more likely, but, um, but I, I think, I think anything below five and seven would be very, very disappointing. This is a worse schedule than we've ever faced in our time as fan as fans. Uh, we've got yes. two FCS come ups. We've got New Mexico state. Who's been awful. We've got a literal still FCS team and we've got FIU. That should be five wins, right? without lining up just on paper those are the five like okay we've got these now let's find two or three more among the the other seven games but like if you don't win those five games or some combination of at least five games i think it's an like an abject failure uh with this schedule you know i I think seven and five is totally within the realm of possibility and you know i don't think we're contending for a conference title this year but i think we should we should have some faith in mid-October that the whole season isn't isn't a bust. That's that's kind of where I want to be. And hey, Leah, Leah, what do you what do you think? <laughs> okay, yeah, absolutely so Leah, agree. Uh, yeah, Leah, Leah yeah, made her podcast that. debut. You know, Leah made an excellent point there, and I think that what she was <laughs> what she was trying to say is that we will beat Nebraska. <laughs> Because she's going to be there for her first ever um, Louisiana Tech sporting event. Nope. nope. Football game. Yeah. This will be her first sporting event ever. No, it won't. She came to Arkansas. Oh, you're right. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. You're right. I fell asleep during that. So that shows <laughs> how much I gave a shit about that. She was. That was my poor baby. We had her there in that ridiculous <laughs> thermal. It was very cold. Onesie. Little kitty 
soon. Yeah, so she couldn't really watch any of it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, her father hardly watched because it was so fucking boring and got her asses kicked. It was bad. Her first ever football game. Yeah. Anyway, Courtney, how do you think the season will go? Um. So as previously stated, I'm cautiously optimistic, Um. but I'm still remaining optimistic and i think that we're gonna go eight and four with losses to smu nebraska and then the back-to-back wku mtsu games i think our worst case scenario is that we go four and nine for the no four and eight that's those are the numbers i knew those numbers didn't uh add up we make the conference championship game as a four-win program and lose (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can't i can't math apparently um so yeah my 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 worst case scenario is that we're going to have a four and eight season with only wins against FIU, NSU, and then Sam Houston and Jacksonville State. My best case scenario is probably going to be the most optimistic out of everybody for a 10 and two season with our first bowl appearance and Kusa championship run of the Cumby era with only losses against um, Nebraska and MTSU. Wow. So I may hey, be overly I'll optimistic, but like, I, you know what? I'm going to give, I'm going to say that Cumbie just had a rough start in his first year and that things are going to turn around for the better. And we're going to be the tech team that I know that we can be. Well, a few years ago, if you told me that this is what Kusa would look like and tech would still be in it, I'd say, Jesus Christ, we're going to fucking dominate this conference. It just had to be now that this happened when it hasn't been good in a couple of years. Liberty's coming in and if we had been good we we wouldn't be in Kusa anymore. Not, not true yeah. because we are not in a big city. Yeah, that's probably yeah, the biggest that's thing. fair. That's fair. Because the Rustin's a three exit town. Four uh, now. No. Four. Yeah, they're building a fifth. That's four. Jesus Christ. Yeah. On the up and up, we're trying to get that American bid by building more interstate exits. Hey, we have to get the American bid once we get Wait, where are they building another interstate exit? There was one east of town, one west of town. Wow. What? Maybe the American conference is looking at number of exits in the vicinity (laughs) of the... uh, And also number of waffle houses, which is why they have two of them now. Hell yeah. Which conference takes new members based on the number of uh, mediocre Mexican restaurants in town? If it's all the same chain... Oh, man, we'd be in the SEC, baby. SEC, yeah. The SEC, baby. The E in SEC stands for L jars, so it all checks out. (laughs) Oh, we'd be in the (laughs) SEC. <laughs> oh, God. inappropriate. God, I hate Elger. I f- not even good. It's not. It's it awful. was rusted good though. It was rusted good. Uh-huh. Daniel That's... Adams just absolute shambles right now. <laughs> hey, we're brought to announce that this week's episode is sponsored by Oh God, Eljars. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. All right. Yeah. So I, I think I'm the only one that hasn't given my prediction yet, even though I've kind of. I think I said it pretty close to the end. I'm not sure what you think you're going to be doing on December 16th, 2023, but Tech will be in the Bahamas playing the Bahamas Bowl against the MAC. I would say Akron, but I'm less optimistic about that one. Let's go. Um, Akron. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, they're predicted, I think, three and a half wins right now on the season. The so. rematch, rematch of the 1972 or 68 or whatever Grantland Rice Bowl. Yeah. Uh, hey, we're sure for that. Yeah, I, I think that Tech is a seven and five team this year. I don't think they quite challenge. I think there's some, you know, late season. Maybe you do the maths. Let's find out if they make the championship game. But they won't. Um, it will be Western Kentucky and Liberty. But I think seven five respectable kind of win total for the Bulldogs, and they end up in the Bahamas Bowl because they haven't gone to the Bahamas Bowl yet. So that one would be fun. And is a Kusa tie-in. And I checked. Uh, fun fact: Tech or Conference USA may send a team to the Fenway Bowl this year in Boston. Fun. 
hey, I want to go Ooh. to that. Yeah. If they go. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, I'm going to California for Christmas time, so I don't know if I'll actually be able to go to Boston too, but let's make that a problem I have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think, at least outside of Matt, we're all at least a little optimistic about how this season will go. Even Matt had a slightly better prediction than what we did last year. I but, think I think we all we have a good scale of high level optimism to low level optimism amongst the whole group. We balance each other. Yeah. Nobody's out here saying we are definitely going nine and three, right? We're all kind of no. like eh. Oh shoot, can I go back? I forgot that's my <laughs> whole thing is I'm overly optimistic. Uh uh text winning it all. Worn you down. It all? What is what is all? What is the it Super all? Bowl, actually. Which is oh. weird because mm. we're gonna do so well, we get invited to the NFL playoffs. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, oh, yeah. uh, you heard it here first. Speaking of things you would love to see, that's probably not really. Let's go to this week's tweet of the week. This week's tweet of the week goes to at Bellinson Matt or Matt Bellinson on Twitter, who took a picture from the Tech Fall Day. I forget what the actual event was called, but in Ruston, got to meet some of the the different small fall sports teams. Picture of three members of the football team with Tech 22. The caption is, I've never seen a more photogenic dog. And there were some great pictures taken at that event. And Tech 22 sure is photogenic. Anyway, great tweet. Really great picture. Um, I'm just here for more Tech 22 content. Yeah, he is a good boy. And yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. The first of season five. I'm just going to say that again because it's kind of hard to believe. As always. You can follow us on Twitter or X at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our, if it's not done yet, it soon will be newly designed website, gdpdd.dog, where we'll find make it easier for you to find things like the podcast or the merch and just kind of from the ground up redesigned. It's our fifth year doing the podcast. We should redesign the site every now and then. So go and check that out. Um, we'll have some more blog posts up as the season gets underway. Also, Instagram, gtpdd.dog. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a blog version of our season preview, right? Yes, we'll have that. I'm also planning on doing at least one post a week throughout the year as well, um, in addition to the Bleed Tech Blue posts that I'm writing. So we'll see how long I keep that up. But hopefully there'll be more uh, content on the blog as we go. October's going to wreck you and your schedule. Yeah, we'll see how long <laughs> I keep it up. Uh, at that shop, you can get this month's shirt of the month. I hate it. Great I'm sorry. One. I... <laughs> it looks like it looks good but i hate the face on that football like it it terrifies me well i guess i want to return your anniversary gift oh my god Um, yeah the bulldog football it's a bulldog on a football it says bulldog football and it it lay dormant for 100 years until nathan brought it back you know 1923 (laughs) yearbook it's honestly so perfect for gtpdd but it just oh yeah it just i I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I think I think in the future one of us invented time travel to go back and put that in the 1923 yearbook specifically so that we would make a shirt out of it. Yeah, I, I get that's see that. That's how we used sure. that power. We didn't use it for good. We used it for evil. Yeah, and so I assume in the future is when we go back in time because we haven't done it yet. And to do so, we'll need to raise funds to buy the time machine. So you should buy this shirt now. <laughs> To give us the money for time machine things, I think. It's $5 off in August, which I guess would be $5 fewer that we have for the time machine. But it saves you money in case you want to buy a time machine. GTPDD.dog. Yeah, see, if you buy shop. every shirt for 
what, four months, then you'll have saved enough to buy the next shirt. So it's essentially free, right? Yeah. Because you will have saved $5 four times. Therefore, you get a free shirt that you also pay us for. My, my lawyer, who is now also my financial advisor, <laughs> the cat, has advised me that this is a good plan. You know, Evan, yes. you're usually not good at math on this show, but that math checks. Listen, I'm good at, at math that makes us, like, <laughs> 25 cents on a shirt <laughs> or whatever. We have the we stickers on know. the website, too. Anyway, gtpdd.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Courtney. <laughs> I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. Yeah, I was say, I think that's like nickname number five for the guy already, and he hasn't even played a snap for the Bulldogs yet. I mean, it's definitely Bachmeyer Turner Overdrive, though, right, Matt? That's... Still don't quite get that one. So, but... Bachman Turner Overdrive, 70s, 80s band, they fucking sucked. They have no good fucking songs. <laughs> wow, you don't, you don't like that one song? You ain't seen nothing yet. No, I don't like <laughs> No, I was talking about the other one. I guess there are two songs. Taking care of business. Yeah, taking care of business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, because I'm not a fat white fuck who drives a Chevy. (laughs) But, uh, the, uh, what do you drive? A fat white fuck who drives a Honda. (laughs) 